Welcome to Leaves That Blew Away, the serials, where we explore stories from the Bible. I'm your host, Todd Allen. Check out our main podcast, where we discuss politics, culture, current events, and also enjoy having other guests on who tell us their stories. Today, we're reading in the book of Mark, chapter 6, from the message. Jesus left there and returned to his hometown. His disciples came along. On the Sabbath, he gave a lecture in the meeting place. He stole the show, impressing everyone. We had no idea he was this good, they said. How did he get so wise all of a sudden, get such ability? But in the next breath, they were cutting him down. He's just a carpenter, Mary's boy. We've known him since he was a kid. We know his brothers, James, Justice, Jude, and Simon, and his sisters. Who does he think he is? They tripped over what little they knew about him and fell sprawling, and they never got any further. Jesus told them, a prophet has little honor in his hometown, among his relatives, on the streets he played in as a child. Jesus wasn't able to do much of anything there. He laid hands on a few sick people and healed them, that's all. He couldn't get over their stubbornness. He left and made a circuit of the other villages, teaching. Mark 6, verses 1 through 6 in the message. Imagine hearing Jesus preach. The eternal Son of God, the Messiah, picking up his own written words and making the word live through his stories and understanding. Everywhere he went during his earthly ministry, massive crowds of people flocked to hear him, to touch him to be healed by him, except in his hometown, where he had lived and worked for the better part of three decades. Nazareth was a small town of maybe 500 people. Everyone knew everyone, and like all small communities, there were few secrets among the townsfolks. Nazareth had a humble, almost quaint feel, generally conservative in their local politics and religion, Putting on airs was looked down upon. The town was too small for any such foolishness. Joseph and Mary had settled in Nazareth after returning from a three-year stay in Egypt on the run from Herod, who was trying to murder the child Jesus. Finally, back in their native country, they were content and happy. They had more children together and built a life and family in the quiet hills of Galilee. And Jesus... The living word of God grew from a child to a man there, living and working for almost 30 years. When Jesus left to begin his ministry, he didn't make a big announcement. He just kissed his mother and sisters goodbye, hugged his brothers, and set out to find John, his cousin, in the wilderness of Judea by the Jordan River. Everyone in town knew he was leaving, of course, but no one really knew what he was leaving for. If he had a dream or a calling of some sort he was chasing, Jesus kept it to himself. He had always been a little different anyway. He took after his parents that way. Some months later, reports began to trickle in. News of a powerful healer and teacher in the seaside towns of Galilee. Jesus of Nazareth. No one in town knew what to make of the claims. The idea that Jesus, the boy they had grown up with, the carpenter who made furniture, was now a prophet and healer, seemed unbelievable. Then the rumors began to swirl that he was coming home. 
Jesus was preaching, feeding these people he had grown up with, with the very words of God. And they were listening closely, on the edge of their seats, their eyes a mixture of surprise and bewilderment. When he finished and handed back the scroll to the local rabbi, the murmur of voices rose. We had no idea he could preach like this. He never taught before. How did he get so wise all of a sudden? The word he spoke had penetrated their hearts, but just as quickly the doubts and unbelief, born from long familiarity, rose in their minds. But he's just a carpenter like his father. Who does he think he is, anyway? Of all the people, Mary's boy? The last one stung the most. The rumors of his illegitimate birth had hung on through the years. Whispers behind closed doors, from which the creator of the universe had never been able to distance himself in the small town. They tripped over what little they knew about him and fell, sprawling, and they never got any further. What about us, two thousand years removed from the days when Jesus walked the dusty earth? Can we fall victim to the same error? Perhaps we've been raised in church, and we've known about Jesus for as long as we can remember. We've sat in youth groups, listened to sermons, sang songs. We think we know all we need to know. We've prayed the prayer, punched our tickets. We go to church most Sundays, but then one day Jesus shows up in a way we don't expect and speaks to us in a way we aren't used to hearing. And at first we're amazed. His wisdom overwhelms us. But then we step back. This is the same Jesus we've always known, right? The same Jesus we heard stories about in Sunday school? Haven't we heard all there is to hear at this point? And just like that, we ignore the powerful voice of our Savior speaking into our lives in a fresh way, and we trip over what little we have known about him our whole lives. And we miss what he's doing now because we can't see past what he has always been to us. We had him neatly tucked away in a box of our own familiarity, and when he steps outside of our preconceived notions, we fall over the boxes we've made for him and miss him. Or maybe not. Maybe God stepped into your life, spoke out of the storm, and shattered all the ideas and boxes you had made for him. And somehow, you didn't trip over what little you knew about him. You heard his call and followed his voice. And you expected those you've known all your life to see him with fresh eyes like you have, to at least cheer you on as you follow God into whatever new adventure he has prepared for you. But you were disappointed on nearly every front. The people who should know and love you best don't get it. They not only don't share your enthusiasm, they distrust your motives and doubt your experience. They know you well, perhaps too well and their expectations are tempered at best and actively discouraging at worst. Jesus has been there. He had been doing amazing miracles all over the countryside, healing the sick, giving sight to the blind, casting out demons, and freeing people from decades of enslavement to sin. But when he comes home, he wasn't able to do much. His friends' and neighbors' doubts and unbelief became self-fulfilling prophecies. He laid hands on a few sick people and healed them, but that was all. He couldn't get over their unbelief. God in the flesh was disappointed and dejected 
and limited. What do we do when those we've known and loved for so many years don't cheer us on as we follow him? We follow anyway. We do what Jesus did and leave. Our hometowns, our old friends, our unbelieving families. And follow our Lord and his calling. And it hurts. It hurts to feel abandoned, to be mistrusted. It hurt Jesus too. But the mission remains, and our Lord is beckoning us on to other villages, other hurting people, new friends, and fresh experiences. God was not bound by his own past, and neither are we. God is moving us on. New wine requires new wineskins, and our Lord is leading us on, out of the disappointment, and into the wide-open fields of his grace and love. Thanks for joining me today. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Leaves of Blue Away. Make sure to subscribe and share this story with your family and friends. May the God of all hope bless you and take these seeds we're scattering and use them for his harvest. See you next time.